you know, it's not just all about money. It's not all about business, right? And when you discover, after this morning, when you discover God wants you successful, your mind changes. That's why I brought the oil. Because your mind can change from the theological concepts that, that we have been lied unto. There's a lot in church that we have been lied, we have been deceived. Okay. Uh, now, please, uh, are you recording unto me? Okay, man. Uh, for the recording's sake, Sundays and Tuesdays, don't interject. Even if you want to say something, don't say it. Wait until there's a time for afterwards where we can where we can talk about it. Is that okay with you guys? Yes. Yes. Thank you, Carol, for the presentation. Yes. yes. And then secondly, and please don't take this personally, put away your phones if you're busy with WhatsApp and uh, in Telegram and those things. Put them away. And that's what they're asking, that's a command. Put it away. Number one, because it's number one, it's disrespectful to yourself. To yourself first. You disrespect yourself when you do when you eat the word of God. No, it's not about me. I can handle that. I can even WhatsApp you when you're busy WhatsApp or Telegram, whatever, when you're busy on Google, I can even WhatsApp you. Stop your nonsense in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> okay, everybody, you still love me? Yes. yes. Yeah, okay, fine. Right. So, listen to me. If you, if you, I want you, I want this one. I'm, I'm saying success, but it's, mo it's mainly appreciating the Word of God more in your life. Mm, yes. Making the Word of God a priority. Mm. Right? Stephen Covey has written a book, you know, uh, that things successful people do. <coughs> And then, and then in the book he makes an illustration, he said, keep the main thing, the main thing. Anybody read that book? I just, I just forgot the title now. Kobe, Kobe says, if you decide you're going to do something, and this is a, a is it seven attempt, is it? This, this guy says, he is a fundi in the business world using biblical principles. You become a multi-millionaire by using the Bible for business, right? The thing is, he does not use scripture outright. He just gives you the scripture in a, a modern way. And in this book, there's a couple of books of them. In, this, in, in the book that made him popular, he, he said, he said these words. In this book, he says, uh, I think the book is called First Things First. He said, if you decide what you want to do and keep the first things first, make the first thing, make your goal, your aim, your priority, make that the number one thing in your life. You'll succeed at it. Now, I want to say to you, God says the same thing. God says the same thing. You might wonder, where does God say it? I'm going to give you the scriptures that I always quote. Now, I'm going to ask you, which is the scriptures I always quote? Psalm 1. Psalm chapter 1. Right? Psalm chapter 1. Psalm 2.42. And X 2.42. It has become, it's not rhetoric, it's, it's things that have pumped into my heart to know it. 
and I'm going to transfer that to, that to you. And if you want to grow quickly, go read the books of First and Second Timothy. Stunning stuff. That is not. When I was in Bible school, they said that's pastoral theology. We must read that for pastoral theology. <coughs> it's not for the pastors. It's apostolic instruction from a spiritual father to his son. Stunning stuff. In that book, Paul, in one of the books, Paul tells Timothy, govern your life by the prophetic word given to you. Govern your life by the prophetic word given to you. You're sitting here this morning, you must have received prophetic words. <coughs> right? Many of, us, many of the words I've got, <coughs> I've forgotten, and every now and then I must open up the vault of my prophetic lifestyle and I must recover those words to keep track. The next week or two, I want you to learn this now. Tracking the voice of God through the word of God. Tracking the voice of God to the word of God. Psalm chapter 1 begins like this. Blessed is the man that walketh not okay, in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor stand in the way of sinners. Nor sit in the seat of the scornful. Those three words of advice there means do not follow the world. In their thinking, their advice, their strategies, their counsel, their patterns, their plans. Forget it. That's what, that's what David says. Forget it completely. And then he says, But you, if you want to be blessed, you must meditate upon the word of God. Day and <coughs> night. Day and night. So that's 24-7. <coughs> meditate upon the word of God day and night. And you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. You have to yield its fruit in season at the right time. Your leaves shall not wither, shall not fall off. And whatsoever you do, it shall prosper. Amen. That's what David says. That is the advice from a man after God's heart that says, you will be successful. And the means of success is the word of God. And that's right in the beginning of this book. Psalm chapter 1. Thou shalt meditate upon the law of the Lord day and night. Day and night. It's obvious. This man, David, learned to keep the word of God before him all the time. And that is the instruction God gave the Levites, the priesthood. The Levites had a little band around their heads. Right? And here in front of them, that band had a little piece of, a little page. In that time, it was a piece of leather. And they wrote upon the law. They wrote some part of the law upon, and they would walk like this all the time, seeing the word of God, all the time, when they were in the tabernacle, or when they were busy with tabernacle duties. Now, I want to show you another scripture as well. Joshua chapter 1. 
Joshua chapter 1. Right? This is what God says to Joshua. Now, the, the Joshua chapter 1 begins like this. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now speaking to, to Joshua. I want to point out to you, there's always an instruction given to a man when God speaks to him. Always an instruction. God very seldom calls everybody together and speaks to a community. Are you listening, guys? We have forgotten the method how God operates. God operates to a man. I like the word set man. God set a man there. God set a woman there. So God uses the set man principle. God instructs Joshua as to welfare in life and success. God instructs Joshua as to welfare and success in life. <coughs> Moses is dead. Now arise, take those people over the Jordan. And then God gives him from verse 6 onwards, okay? God said, God, before verse 6, God says to him, As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Have you got it there? As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Only see that the word that I gave to Moses, the law that I commanded Moses, be before you all the time. I'm paraphrasing, okay? Mm -hmm. Then he comes into verse 6 and says, Be strong and be of good courage. Verse 6, <coughs> be strong. Oh, this, this sounds like motivation speaking, right? Mm -hmm. God motivates you like that. You <laughs> <laughs> must remember. No other motivational speaker will equal that. Be strong. What does Paul, what does, what does David say in one of the Psalms? Be strong in the Lord. Paul says, be strong in the Lord. And again I say, be strong. I'm just twisting the scripture around. Rejoice in the Lord. And again I say, rejoice. Let's be strong. You can never be joyful without strength. I'm going to demonstrate to you. Do you see? Do you sense any joy? No. So joy, joy must be expressive. I'm joyful. What? <laughs> 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 is that joyful? I'm joyful. One of the, one of the expressions of joy is this: you express it. It's seen. Sadness is also seen. The Bible says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. A broken spirit dries the bones. Yeah. A broken spirit dries the bones. Now, you have a right to choose a broken spirit. This is massive, guys. Or a joyful heart. And the resource for a joyful heart is the word of God. Joy gets produced in mass production. In the world. Okay, there's some people that only takes the negative of the word of God. The, the things that are bad. The bad things happen, then they run to the Bible, and then the bad things. Okay. Have you ever seen at, at funerals how people sing Psalm 23? The Lord is my shepherd. A beautiful song. And this is this is a song I like very much. What a friend we have in Jesus. How the hell can you sing that song at the funeral? Oh, I'm sorry, did I say how the hell? Mm. Yes! <laughs> how the hell do you sing at the funeral? What a friend we have in Jesus. At a funeral. 
<gasps> sorry, man. I'm I'm sorry. Like, like funeral. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 listen to me. I want you to catch the spirit this morning. God spoke to me about this. I, I came and I said to myself months ago, I want to make a study on what does God say about success? And I got stuck with Psalm chapter 1 and Joshua chapter 1. There's other scriptures as well. But these two volumes of scripture, I got stuck by that. I tried to take the car out of gear, but it didn't move. So I got stuck. Therefore, you always hear me talk about Psalm chapter 1, especially. So until you learn that this is a standard of life I'm trying to set for us. Until you learn. And if you learn that, we're going to continue with Psalm chapter 1. Amen. I think Andy Don was hoping now. Oh, thank Jesus, we're going to get rid of Psalm chapter 1 now. If we get it, we're going to continue with it. There's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot in Scripture about Psalm chapter 1. I also be saying something last night. I don't, the group, I don't know, I hope you read it. About, thou anointest my head with oil. If you can, if you can, right? Type in the name Philip Keller. And type in the name... The book of the, the name of the book, Psalm 23, from a shepherd's point of view, he mentions everything that 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 else uh, mentions there. Now he anoints my head with oil. The anointing, guys, is not for you to get lacquer. The anointing is not for you to fall down under the power. The anointing is not for you to become become joyous and you and you laugh. You see now people can laugh without end. And then it's described as the Spirit of God. Can be the Spirit of God, yes. But laughter is contagious. And so is sadness. Try to get some, some sites on, 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 on whatever YouTube that's joyful. The other day I was just looking at some songs, you know, that uh, I was looking for a specific CD by Ron Kendall, Sing Out. And all of a sudden, yeah, my wife finds it. She didn't know I was looking for it, and she started playing this. So I said, play the whole CD. Why can't you do it at your wife? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, there are some things you treasure. <clears throat> now, if you, if, you, if you listen now carefully what I'm saying to you, I, I treasured the CD sing, sing out because it was written in a prophetic way. It was like the the, the, the dedicational procession of King Solomon. You know? The whole series about that. And that captured me. And this song Sing Out, you know, it was it captured my mind. And I would I, 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 I was looking for that because uh, my CD was just gone, I don't know where it was, but when I saw this I said to my wife, we're gonna get it again. Not we, we need a hard copy, not the, the one that can disappear quickly. You know, because YouTube only lets put things on there for a time and then it disappears. Mm -hmm. And you can't download it. Maybe Michael can. I can't. Because he can do anything. <laughs> <coughs> when it comes to success, I want you to change your mindset from business concept and industrial concepts in success for your personal life. 
to God's view of success. God said to Joshua, be strong and courageous. The seven says, be strong and very courageous. Twice God repeats himself. Be strong and courageous. Secondly, be strong and very courageous. The thing we need in church now is courage. How do you carry yourself? Be still my soul and know that he is God. That's how you encourage yourself. Tom Skinner years ago used that. Be still and know that I'm God. He said, as a, as a Negro, black man, he said, how many times did not I hear the pastor say be strong, you know, in the Lord. And then when I went home into my wooden house with nothing to eat, I had to lift up myself by the bootstraps in order to remind myself I have a relationship with God Almighty. In spite of the conditions you lived in. Many times you find yourself in a place where you are down. You ever been there? Yeah. <clears throat> I've got a mechanism for you to, to help you pick out of that uh, lily of the valley that you're in. The valley that you're in. Sometimes you're in the valley, but you forget there's a valley somewhere there in your life. <coughs> when you're in the valley, in your valley, you can become depressed because you do some introspection. You view things from circumstances and events, situations, instead of viewing it from the Word of God. When you do that, you become pessimistic. Very, very negative. Amen? And then you become extremely joyless. Extremely joyless. There's a group, a gospel group that's called uh, Joy, what? Joy, just a famous joy, joyful, joyful celebration. Joy celebration. Joy celebration. But most of us celebrate joyless celebration. Mm. Amen. Mm. Don't tell me you've never been there. Mm. And you haven't been living it. And if you lie today, you're going to come home, you're going to find that there's a package there for you. Mm. Yeah. To test you. Joseph Bell, one of the old preachers said, If Satan can't steal my joy, the things he takes from me, doesn't bother me. Joy is a powerful thing. Success is something that you need to work with. It says to Joshua, Observe to do according to all of the law that I commanded Moses to give to you. Then he says, Turn not from it to the right, or turn not from it to the left. Do not be distracted. That's what I wrote in here. Do not be distracted. Do not be distracted. Do not be distracted. <coughs> Sorry for that, guys. Do not be distracted. That thou mayest prosper wherever you go. Come on. Do not be distracted from the word of God. That you may prosper wherever you go. And then God says, God says, and make your own way. Make your own life successful. Thou shalt meditate upon the word day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then, then, and then thou shalt have 
good success. That's the Bible, guys. That's not Solomon or Paul or Peter speaking. That's God. Do you have respect for God? Do you esteem His word? That's what God says. Observe the law. And I keep the law like this. Keep the law before you. And you know it's there before you now. And then he says you will, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Not just success, you will have good success. That proves to me God wants each and everybody around the table and beyond the table. He wants us to be successful. Amen. Amen. God spoke to me. So give me this word tomorrow, this morning. God said, God says, I want you to be successful. Yolanda, God wants you to be prosperous. At the moment, you know, when things look bad, you say, I don't like that word. I'm not saying you don't like the word, I'm just using the mm -hmm. name, okay? And, and, and when, when, things, when things do not go your way, it's very seldom that you can easily align yourself with God's thoughts on success and prosperity. One of the big things in the church right now, the prosperity message is from the devil. I heard it on Thursday morning as well, at an apostolic meeting. And then the speaker, the speaker, the speaker came out, the speaker came out after the meeting, he climbed into a Mercedes Benz, 200 CLA AMG. I said to myself, okay, fine. Prosperity is from evil, from the devil. And then I found this got five houses. A pastor. <coughs> if you don't like prosperity, you need to have your mind checked. You have your mind x-rayed by the word of God. Then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and have good success. How? By adhering to the word. Let's go and break it up. David says, meditate upon the word day and night. Now meditate is not something we Christians talk about easily. We think it's something that the people that does Eastern religion, they do that. Yoga people sit like this and they meditate. Maybe you should, you should, you should, you should not sit, sit, sit like that because I know if I'm going to sit like this, uh, I'm going to ask my wife to help me to get up. <laughs> Just meditate. Meditate is just simple. I'm going to give you a simple definition this morning. <coughs> Look at the word over and over and over. <coughs> Ponder the word again and again and again. <coughs> Repetition is the mother of learning. Looking at the word of God over and over. That's something we need to, uh, we need to learn to become accustomed. You need to focus on things. Don't focus on the negative stuff. Focus on the things you want to achieve. I can ask anybody now, do you want to achieve good things? Yes. Focus on the methods to get the good things done. Are you with me? Yes. I said to God, why do you want me to teach this word? Because you know, I'm not a prosperity guy. I'm not, I'm, you'll never hear me talk about prosperity. God said to me, I want the people at the table to prosper. Not even one, 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 one people at the table said, Amen. 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 You said you're not allowed to. 
took it together and made it and made it the word of God. There are other books that's also word of God that's not included in, in here. But this is the canon of scripture. The 66 books. 27 of the New Testament and 39 of the Old Testament. Unfortunately, you go to people and ask them, can you tell me what's the first five books of the Bible? Most people only know Genesis. <coughs> Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. That's the first five books of the Bible. What's the first five books of the New Testament? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. It's simple. When you put your mind to do something, to get something, people think it's not necessary to get to know the scriptures. It's very bad. <coughs> it is important. You need to prioritize that. I'm going to go take you into a, a, a means of studying the word of God this morning. How do you study the word of God? Reading is not studying. Casual devotional reading is not studying, guys. Meditation is the highest format of studying. Yeah. Amen? Amen. You feel you want to have a rest now? You feel you want to have a break? You think about what I'm saying to you? Study to show yourself approved. Now, now I'm going to break the word down to show you how important it is to study the word of God. How important it is to look at the word of God, to ponder, to meditate, to analyze, to investigate the word of God. Psalm 119 verse 105 says these words. I have hid that word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. What does he say? I have hid that word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. If you break it up, David says, David says, I have made the word the number one priority in my life. Not to put it in my muscle here, in the middle of my, my chest, but my heart. Your heart is divided into two sections, your conscious and your subconscious mind. Now if you feed the word into your conscious mind, and you study the word of God over and over again, and you begin to repeat it over and over again. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing. hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If you repeat the word of God over and over and over over again, it goes into your conscious mind. But speaking it over and over again, it goes into your subconscious mind, and it rests there. So every time you have a crisis. You have a problem. Your subconscious mind activates that word you spoke. Okay. So when the Bible says, as you think it in your heart, so are you, is what you put in yourself. See your brain as a hard drive. Now any computer is this, somehow has this, the old desktop computer has this, somehow on the computer. Garbage in, garbage out. Word in, word out. I've never seen somebody using a juicer. You know, they make, they make juice. You put lemon on there and out comes apple juice. Have you ever seen that? No. What, whatever you do. The mix it with, you know, is put ginger and garlic in there and out comes sweet, orange, sweet, sweet, beautiful strawberry juice. Garbage in, garbage out. Whatever you put into your life will reflect later on, especially when you make decisions. Mm. Let me say this to you. This stuff you will never, 
ever stop learning. Mm -hmm. It's all the time. You will learn all the time. <coughs> Psalm chapter 1 and, and Joshua chapter 1 from 6 to 9 should become our standard for lifestyle. Mm -hmm. The word of God is very important. 1 Timothy 2 verse 15. 2 verse 15 says study. Study to show yourself approved. <coughs> A workman able to rightly divide the word of truth. Mm. Study. One, study. What must you do? Meditate. Mm. Analyze. Investigate. Ponder. Mm. Look at the word over and over and over again. You see, when we look at the, the, the Ark of the Covenant, there's a lid on the Ark of the Covenant on top. Made out of solid gold, and on both sides, on the sides of the, it's just a big thing, right? Stands two, stands two archangels, yeah. gold for me, with two wings like this, and they touch one another. The wings touch one another, and they look upon the mercy seat. Okay, they look upon the mercy seat. Take it like this: those angels. <coughs> Cherubim, archangels, standing there, looking into. Take away the spiritual connotation this morning that it's angels in heaven, please. It's to do with the Ark of the Covenant. It's to do, can I just paraphrase it and say to you, first Adam, last Adam, being joined together to the Word of God. Pastor Darrell, where do you find this? I think a lot about Scripture. Whenever you get to us, you find me with the Bible, you find me with a notebook, you find me with something concerning the Word of God. Mm. So I was thinking about this two angels sitting there, first Adam, last Adam, in perfection before Adam sinned, mm. looking down into the Word of God. Mm. Amen? Mm. Looking into the Word of God. Mm. If God expects us to have the Word of God before us all the time, mm. And we better shape up and align with the Almighty's insight. Mm. I'm going to give you scriptures this morning. I want you to go home and read it, please. But then, when, 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 when you study the Word of God, things happen to you. When you read the Word of God, you study the Word of God, you meditate the Word of God, you investigate things happen to you. Because this book is the ultimate resource, number one, of God speaking to you. Have you ever heard this word in, in, in modern day churches? It said, it said like this. It said, it said like this. Uh, people go around. Uh, I need a word from the Lord. You will hear a lot of it elsewhere. <coughs> I need a word from the Lord. And then prophecy comes. Right? You can produce prophecy. That's not the word of God. Mm -hmm. The resource of ultimate prophecy must be accurate word of God. And there's no thing in the Bible of give me a personal word. Come on, come on, please help me this morning. There's no, there's nobody in the Bible that comes and says, I need a word from the Lord. God just spoke many times. Giving you something that is not accepted in the general church. Mm. Out there, prophetic conferences where people speak the word of God over your life. Be careful. Mm. This is not the warning. I'm just admonishing you. Be careful where you go and listen to the word of God. What's the source the speaker's uh, coming from? 
Is it the word of God or not? If it's not the word of God, you better run. <coughs> you better run. Bless yourself with the Usain Bolt spirit. Run. <laughs> run. Please. Now, when, when, we, when we talk like this, people think we are against church. We're bringing ourselves back to the principles of the word of God. The word of God has principles that can govern your life from success to success to success. Now, Deuteronomy 32. 1 to 2. I want, I want us to read this together. Deuteronomy 1 to 2. Deuteronomy 32, 1 to 2. Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy 2. Oh, I said Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 32. From 1 to 2, yeah. 32. Deuteronomy 32, 1 to 2. I'm saying this to Auntie Dawn only. Auntie Dawn, don't hear, right? She has the right to ask me, what do you say? <laughs> right. Now listen to you. Listen to this instruction. This is God speaking to your nation. Now, God speaks to Israel like this. And now we don't need to lose a scripture this now. God speaks to Israel like this. He speaks to Moses. And Moses has the duty, the responsibility then to speak to the people. It's all the year. The modern day church has this concept. I can hear God. Yes, you can hear God. But God speaks a certain way. You know, I like this. You have a right to study the Bible on your own. But corporate hearing has a certain DNA in it that releases awesome grace. God said to Moses, this words. This is Moses speaking. Give ear, O heavens. And I will speak and hear uh, the mouths, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop like rain. My speech shall distill as the dew, and the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Now analyze that, and you see there's total production in agriculture there. Total production. <coughs> The word of God falls like rain, like dew. And you don't even know what water does to the landscape. It changes the landscape. Everybody now is waiting for September. Even, even my grandchild said to me the other day, wow, look at the flowers now. This is a child that's she's gripped by nature. You have these little white flowers in the field. She'll pick them up, carry them in her hands. And I'm like this. Why you get it? Because you're going to throw it away. Mm. Papa, I love it. Mm. All that says to you, the season is changing. Mm. Okay, fine? The season is changing. We in the Cape, we in the Cape do not know what a dry area in winter is. Because we don't have dry winters here. We have very wet winters. Mm. And we had an awesome, awesome, very, very cold. I can say very, very, very cold winter this time. Wet, mm. wet, cold. But in, in, in Bloemfontein, in Gauteng, the winters are dry. Yeah. And when it starts to rain, and the, the climate changes, the temperature changes, okay, right? most people in Gauteng go to the felt 
Watch the little flowers coming up. Spring happens, flowers coming up. How many times have you heard people want to go to Cirrus, those areas, to go watch the flowers? The blue, one day it's blue, the next day it's purple, the next day it's red, then it's yellow. Why? Because the dew or the rain has fallen and this little flower sprouts. What I'm trying to show to you is that Word of God brings production in your life. Okay? The Word of God brings awesome, awesome production in our lives. The Word not only, not, not only brings production in your life, right? The Word not only tells you God speaks to you. Now, when, when you go to Hebrews chapter, chapter 1, God at sundry times, verse 1, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, God at sundry times, sundry just means different ways, different manners, different times. God at sundry times, in diverse manners, has spoken unto the fathers by the prophets. Right? That's how God spoke in the past. But then it changes. But in his last days, he has spoken unto us by the Son. 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 Look at me. Son. Son. Contains all the speaking of God in one. Mm. And the dawn, that's a backfall. It's mm. a mouth. That is big. Mm. Everything God wanted to say to humanity is locked up in Christ. So you need to study, investigate, dissect, and analyze Christ all the time. Meditate upon Christ. Christ is the Word of God made flesh. Amen. You know, I ask you something. Was Jesus successful? Yes. What do you say, Mike? Was Jesus successful? Absolutely. And I'm not talking about Judas carrying the money back. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the purpose he came mm -hmm. to fulfill. That's ultimate yeah. success. Yeah. Ultimate success. The purpose <coughs> that God gave you when you came to the earth. If you achieve that, you're successful. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I'm going to warn you today. Mm -hmm. This is a word of advice. God gives you a word. Mm -hmm. Get your money in order. Mm -hmm. Hello. Mm -hmm. I'm looking everybody in the face. Hello. 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 If God gave you a word, get your money in order. Mm. Because how you spend your money mm. in relation to the word of God will ultimately determine your destiny. Amen. Say it again. How you spend your money according to God's word, according to God's principles, will ultimately, at the end, determine your destiny. Yes. Your destiny is locked in how you spend your money. Mm. Ooh, you're not going Thank you for that. Amen. That hallelujah. I'm teaching you beautiful stuff, eh? Amen. How you spend your money, Joe, will determine if you will fulfill God's plan for your life. Yes. You have a plan. God has a plan for your life. I mean, yeah. If you're any tight, guess what? God's plan for your life will be tight. It will shrivel up and it will ultimately die without celebration in your life. Yes. Come on, man. Amen. Huh? People come to, come to meetings like this, you know. It's time for offering. We don't take an offering here, okay, friend? Mm. No. Carmen and Luis rebuked me much. 
people, when they go to church, they go to church like this. The money shriveled up in this hand, the clenched fist, <laughs> and the purse, or the, you know, the accounts in the other hand like this. And they praise God like this. Oh Lord, you're wonderful. But they must stand like this, but their hearts. Mm. <laughs> and when you ask them, how's things at home? I don't know how I'm not going to make this month. Hello? Mm. <coughs> the Word of God teaches you how to work with your money. Mm. We have tithes and offerings. Right? We have tithes and offerings. And they don't, not tithes. It goes away. Tithes and offerings. Now there's a couple of them in scripture. But then there's something called first fruits. As I give you, as I give you some insight on first fruits. When God said, build me a tabernacle, right? When God said bring the bring the the, the, the materials, God calls the materials first fruits. The gold, the silver, the badger skins. The leather and the wood and everything. God calls it. All the materials. God calls it first fruits. There was a time when God said to the to Moses and Aaron, Now tell the people there's enough. They've given more than enough. You see, we always talk about God being more than enough. What about us becoming more than enough towards the purposes of God? Yes. Amen. <coughs> I'm saying it again. We know God is El Shaddai. Like you always, oh God, you are the God of El today. And God says, I wish you could learn your lesson and become like me. Mm. Become El Shaddai. Yes. I know. Mm. It sinks in. Did you hear it drop in your spirit, Mary? Mm. Drops. No longer will ever to today, you will no longer sing El Shaddai, El Shaddai. You must become El Shaddai. The best thing about revelation is not remembering it, it's becoming it. Amen. The best thing about revelation and knowledge, understanding and wisdom, is not just reciting it, repeating it, it's becoming it. By wisdom, a house is built. By knowledge and understanding, a rooms are filled with treasures. Amen. There's a book, right? Kenneth O'Gangel, you're not going to find it anywhere, I think it's discontinued. This guy made a study of all the materials of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Initially he said it was going to be a small study. But then he wrote a book of over 1,300 pages bigger than the Bible, he says. Because he, he said he never known the Bible talks about material stuff and money all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. And then Kenneth O'Gangle says his words. When he discovered that Jesus spoke more about money than any other subject, he had to repent, crying for days how he, as an evangelical Baptist, neglected the subject of money. I said, wow. There's stuff in the Bible that will make you, that will make you reconsider your lifestyle. God speaks to you, right? And then secondly, he reveals, the word of God reveals God's character. The word of God reveals God's character. It reveals his person, it reveals his nature, his purposes and his plans. The Bible, the Bible, the book is information download intended to transform you. I'm saying it again, I'm repeating a couple of times in this session. 
Bible is download information intended to transform your life. Therefore, be transformed by the renewing of the mind. The renewing of the mind is not step one, step two, step three. The renewing of the mind takes place by the word of God. Yes. In transformation, God transforming you. He builds his relationship with you. Come on, man. Anything about life is about relationship. Amen. This morning, I am relating to you by speaking the word of God. You are relating to me by listening to the word of God. This is powerful activity taking place here. One of the best ways to learn is the spoken word. Oh God, I want the word. I'm going to sculpture this morning a way how you can extract a word for yourself out of somebody teaching you or speaking the word to you. Are you willing to listen? Mm-hmm. When somebody like me, for example, I teach you the word of God now, right? Mm. This is information transferred to you. <coughs> you have the right to listen or not to listen. But when you listen, you need, to, you need to develop a hearing skill in order to go out there and obey. God did not give the word just because God felt, after that, I want to talk about 613 laws to Israel. Mm. Every law in the 613 laws, the Pentateuch, the Torah, right? the law in there, covers every sector of your life. Mm. Every sector of your life. Even now, you should use the toilet. Yeah. Okay? Did you hear that? You're not supposed to go sit behind a bush and empty yourself. The Bible instructs you when you go outside, when you go and you, there was no toilets at the time. When you go outside, you have a need. When you want to do a number two, say number two. Number two, you take a little shovel with you. Go outside the camp where no one can see you. Hmm? Because I can see now. If I go outside the camp and Brian can see me, it's now, now, now on Facebook. <laughs> Definitely on the group. When you when you study the hygiene of scripture, it is very clear. Outside the camp, when no one can see you, right? Dig a hole. Now you don't dig a pit. Dig a little hole. Do your droppings in there. Take some leaves and wipe it off. There's no toilet all the time. Just put the leaves in the hole. Cover it with a shovel, not with your hands. Shovel. And you go back to the camp and wash your hands. That's what the Bible instructs you. Everything is in there. How do you raise children? Can anybody tell me how does the Lord address you raise children? You're not spreading the road. Fathers, teach your children. It's a public word. It's not the government's responsibility. Yeah. It is not the educational department's responsibility. It's a father's responsibility. Anybody who is a father here? Oh, I'm not the father, I'm a woman. You are under a father. You have the right to educate your children. Mm-hmm. Hello? How much educate them? Educate them. Teach them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Teach them well. Teach them well. As well. I, I normally say to people, teach them with a fivefold. Look at me. Teach the child that doesn't listen especially with a fivefold. Grace. Mm. <laughs> teach them with the grace of the apostle, the prophet, the teacher, the evangelist, and the pastor. Teach them with a hell of a grace. They might never forget it again. That's right. I did it. I did. I know Mary's Mary's father used to give them money with a pen <laughs> <laughs> In Proverbs it goes as far as to say break the rope. Yeah. Break the rope. Now you see when the Bible covers everything. The banking system of this world, listen to me now carefully, is under heavy attack from God. Mm. Mm. I'm not about you. The banking system of the world does not honor God. Mm. Hello. Mm -hmm. The Bible says do not give money out with interest. <coughs> but the banking system operates by interest because that's how they survive. Mm. Bricks have just had a successful uh, you know, uh, uh, conference on bricks and, and most people say, oh, this is from the devil. Bricks, they decided they're going to go back to a new currency called gold. Gold is going to be the backup for money. A Western system, <coughs> a United Nations system, is backed by the dollar. The dollar is paper. It has no backing power. Three banks folded in America the last two weeks. Three banks, there's even more coming, mm -hmm. folded. And you go to the bank, when you yeah. go to the bank and you want to draw money, all of a sudden you go from millionaire to bankrupt. There's no money. And they do not have to explain to you everything went wrong. Now the banks have to close. You know how banks close? They still operate. But there's no income. It's under attack. Those of you that think that BRICS is not on the agenda of God, I'm telling you right now, there's some people in Africa that thinks the Ethiopian president said, how come must Africa get money from the International Monetary Fund or from the World Bank? They give you five, five billion, in South Africa's case, 500 billion, right? And then you must pay back, not in your currency, must pay back in dollar or pound. How long do you think South Africa will pay back 500, <laughs> 500 billion dollars forever? Besides the fact that it gets stolen all the time. Mm. Our currency is very low. Mm. They shock you. When BRICS start to operate, yeah, $50. the dollar is low, yeah. will stand to, to buy something in Africa. The dollar will have to pay $55 for one brick. Yeah. Mm. That is a heavy change. Mm. Yeah. <coughs> What's happening? The, the world is changing. Yes. You must understand when you know I don't want to say this. I don't want to say this to you, but <coughs> we have been hearing about Africa, Africa, South Africa, having prophecies all over this nation and all over this continent. Have you heard that? Mm. Prophecies all over Africa. I heard one, some, Kim Clement said some time ago, and bless his soul because he's not with us anymore. Mm. Kim Clement said, Africa is called the dark 
continent, but God will bring golden light to Africa. Amen. From, from Cape Town to Cairo. Golden light. Amen. Wow. This continent has been raped, has been stolen from. At the current British conference, it came out that France is still getting taxes from 14 countries in Africa. And you know how they pay the taxes? Golden diamonds. Why must we always bring the gold out of the ground? And then we send the gold to America, to Europe, and they make it a design and come and call it here American Swiss. Have you thought about that? Masters and servants. These things must be looked at. And I'm so glad Father God looked at Africa and said, God doesn't whistle, I'm just using my own. Guys, come, angels, come. Bring all the money. Bring all the gold, all the silver, all the diamonds, all the uranium, all the platinum. Download it in Africa. Mm. I hope you're listening to me this morning. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so you should, right now you should ask God, Father, if this is happening now, what's the plans for? Can I use trendsetters, made foods? What's the plans for? For Standard Bank in this, in, in this season? What's the plan for where you come from, Zimbabwe? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> Different plans. <laughs> you see how we are subjective? I don't want to be from Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is one of the worst challenges in the world. Mm -hmm. Did you see all the bread. new um, fuel places going up? Everything. <clears throat> Everything. But you know what? One of the things with bricks. South Africa's fuel price will come down drastically. You know what I'm saying to you now? That's not a prophetic word, that's a word of knowledge. Mm. It has to, because Iraq in Iran is part of BRICS. And Nigeria part of BRICS. Russia, Saudi as well. Mm. Come on, guys. Mm. So when you partnership with these guys, you don't make unnecessary profit from them. Are you with, are you with me? Mm. Okay. Mm. I'm getting excited about this stuff. So God gives his word, his word reveals his character, both relationships, okay? The word enables you to get on a personal basis with God. John chapter 4, 14, 21 to 23. John chapter 14, 21 to 23. For those of you that don't know where John is, it's just after Luke. <laughs> we don't know where Lucas is just after Mark. John chapter 14. Chapter 14. What verse? What verse? 23. 23. 21 to 23. 21 to 23. This is building a relationship with God. And if you build a relationship with God, every other relationship in your life will be successful. Okay? It says this, he that hath my he that had my commandments, not read my commandments, he that had my commandments. John chapter 14, verse 21 to 23. John chapter 14, verse 21 to 23. I think this one of the most practical sessions we have. Eh? He that hath my words and keep them, obey them, practice it, employ the word of God. He it is that loves me. How do you express your love for God? By doing the word of God. You cannot do the word of God unless you 
know the word of God. He says, he that knows my word of God and practice my word of God, he it is that loves me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my father. We're talking about relationship here now. God doesn't say, God loves you automatically, yes. But if you want to enthuse the love of God, increase the love of God, and have the blessing of the love of God in your life, listen, learn to, to discover the principles and practice the principles. Learn to get to know the Word of God, study the Word of God, and then practice, the, obey the Word of God, practice it. And when you practice the, practice the Word of God, the presence of God is released in your life. Simple, guys. When you begin to practice the Word of God, This is a season where you don't say, I want more of the presence of God in my life. This is a season where you practice principles that releases the presence of God in my life. Amen. Okay? Amen. He did that love me, and he that love me, so I will love my father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. That's powerful statement. So God says, study my word. Obey my word. Practice the word. Employ, uh, apply the word of God. And my father will love you. In other words, me, me and my father will come and take up residence with you. There's no more, no more saying, oh God, this is my address. I'm Daryl Few. Come visit me. No, God says, I've given you mechanisms and methodology to get my presence in your life. And if I don't see you practicing that, I'm going to go to the next address. Mm. <laughs> mm. And bypass you. Mm. In verse 22. Judas said unto him, not, not Judas the, the, the traitor, okay? Mm. Not Iscariot. Yeah. The one that was responsible to get Jesus killed. How is it, it, how is it that thou will manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? And then Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man loves me, he will keep my words. That's how he manifests. If a man loves me, he will keep my words. And my father will love him. And we will come unto him and make our vote with him. If a man loves me, he will keep my word. And me and my father will come and take up residence. What's your address? The word of God. When the father sees the love of the word of God, the father comes to you. I wrote down here when I read this, this verse, I wrote down here, the word and the practicing of the word secures the presence of God in your life. Mm. This might not be a Sunday Hallelujah session, mm. but it's very, very profitable. Mm. The word cleanses you, Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Twenty-six to twenty-seven. Ephesians five. Twenty-six to twenty-seven. That he may sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. What chapter? Chapter five. Yes. Twenty-six to twenty-seven. Ephesians five. Twenty-six to twenty-seven. Thank you. How does God cleanse the church? He cleans the church like this. With the washing of the word of God. When the word of God goes out, there's a washing taking place. It cleanses <coughs> Then he may present it to himself, a glorious church. Now, listen here. This is not that day when he comes back one day and the church gets presented to him one day. Mm. This is now. Mm. 
You read the word of God, you study the word of God, a washing takes place, a cleansing takes place, and you are presented to Him, to God, by the word of God. That you should be holy and not blemish. I think I'm going to close you now. Can I, sorry, can I just read the message version? Yeah, sure. But mine goes from 25 to 28. <coughs> Men, this is especially for you. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the church whole. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed by bringing the best out of her, dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant with holiness. And that is, her, is how husbands ought to love their wives. Beautiful. They're, they're really Beautiful. doing themselves a favor since they're already one in marriage. But is that Ephesians 5? Yes, yeah. Yeah. that's exactly yes. what we read now. <laughs> but how exactly. is that cleansing? Cleansing by reading the word of God. The word ministry oh, you cleanses it's you. It's like brainwashing. <laughs> he's right, he's right. He's exactly right. While you listen to the will of God, you're ready to watch from the systems of the world. Yes. I listen. While you listen to the will of God and you believe the will of God and you apply the will of God, you are being sanitized. Well, there you go, Michael. You start reading it every day every night. Amen. This is powerful stuff, guys. This is not, you know. My wife is just saying, Daryl, if we want to have success in life, you know, make the church a place of education. Mm. I want this table to listen to me now. <coughs> the ultimate aim of teaching the Word of God mm -hmm. is to teach the people at the table to become word intensified. Yes. When you have a crisis in your life, the Word must carry you through. Mm. Hello? Hello? Grandpa, when you have a headache, I'm not condoning, I'm not saying to you, don't use grandpa. Don't <laughs> he'll, never say, he'll never say yeah. that. No, 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 kill me. Uh, don't, don't ever call me three o'clock in the store, I get the wolf pain. You know what I tell you? How long? Joe wolf pain, you say, I get the wolf You call me at night, three o'clock, Joe, you have a headache. Who's headache is it? Yours. Keep it. Don't know what he's not going to answer. Michael is on all night. Don't go try it tonight, Michael. I rebuke you. 12, 1, 2, and 3. Do we have some more? Do we have some more time left? I've got a couple of things I want to say today, but you know it's We can go. Go for it. I've got nowhere to be. Where are we? Where are we going? You're going to go to the Word. <laughs> Thanks for that. I have to ask you. So the Word cleanses you, right? John chapter 15 verse 3. Jesus yeah. said, you are already clean because of the Word. I spoke to you. Yeah. Listen to me. Listen. You see, you see when, when you look at the Word of God, mm. this Bible is a tool for life, for living. Mm. It covers every sect of life. Mm. 
Don't wait until you go to heaven to find out things. Find it out now. Don't go ask Elder B, oh, you know, Prophet, give me a word. Oh. I said, the Lord said, I mustn't give you a word. You must listen to the word of God when it goes out. Hello? <laughs> Learn to fabricate a word for yourself out of the word being preached to you. Let's listen. Can I, can I, can I, can I, I want to say something, but I'm not talking about myself. One of the best ways of God speaking to you is to the man or the woman of God that you call grace in front of you. I'll say it again. One of the best ways God speaks to you by listening to a set man, to a man of God. And that's a skill. Don't listen to Daryl. Listen to the man, the grace that God has given Daryl for you. And that grace will push you forward in life. That grace will progress you. That grace will advance you. But you look at Daryl. And you describe Daryl as the where Daryl stays in his lifestyle. Somebody called me out there. I almost rebuked him. Pastor. And I made a decision myself. I made a decision to say to myself, when God blesses me with a car, I'm gonna to go to that pastor first. And I'm gonna say, wait, 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 I glue me early. One day soon. Ah ASAP, God already done it. One day soon. Amen. God has already done it. This point I want to discuss next is the word of God instructs you in righteous lifestyle, righteous living. The word of God instructs you in righteous living. It's one thing being righteous. Second Corinthians 5 21 says this, and I think many of you were surprised when you discovered that you are the righteousness of God. That is imputed. Imputed means given to you. You don't have to do anything. Similar like unmerited favor, grace. There's different levels of grace, but we're not talking about here about unmerited favor or unmerited righteousness. We're talking about the word of God instructing you how to live righteously. Mm-hmm. The scripture that we read now, husbands love your wives. Please, wives, do not go say, Paul did not say, don't love your husbands. Don't lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have husbands, I don't have wives. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. I don't have a husband, so I don't have worries. No. <laughs> husband loves your wife. It's order. Vice versa. Yeah. It's an order. God doesn't address the wife first. Listen to me now. It's a Jewish culture. God doesn't address the wife unless he first addresses the husband. Hear me now. Mm. So God says, husband loves your wife. Paul says, love your wives. What does, a, what does a husband do? He loves his wife and then love returns. Come on, man. Yeah. Don't ever tell me. You hear me, Marion? Don't ever tell me. Why are not supposed to love <laughs> Instructions with God works a certain way. I'm just choking with my wife. Because a lot of people, uh, a lot of husbands say, my wife don't submit to me. But if you don't love, she will not submit. Submit to you. Simple. Yeah. I'm trying to show you. It is you are righteous, right? You're righteous, yeah. but you need to learn to show it. 
moet naar elke dienst. Naar elke dienst ga je naar gaan zoeken voor jou een stokdag gaan. Want je is gewoon dat daar wordt. Ik heb veel illustraties nog. Ik wonder hier, maar toch dit is karabin oil. Ja, je weet het straks niet. Karabin oil. Righteous living, righteous living. Second Timothy three verse one. Second Timothy three verse one. I like this. When you go into the word of God, and I will teach you. Second Timothy three verse three sixteen. Second Timothy three sixteen. Sorry, not three verse one. Second Timothy chapter three verse sixteen. Now this is a very powerful scripture. All scripture. Is given by the inspiration of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Let me tell you something there. All Scripture is God breath. All Scripture comes by the breath, the life of God. All Scripture. And then it says, and it is profitable for doctrine. Something about doctrine you should learn is this: doctrine builds godly character. Doctrine is instruction. It's systematic belief systems. When you have a doctrine, doctrinal order in your life, you do not do things unnecessary. Mm. You keep your moral standards very, very high. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, and I was to correct you. Mm -hmm. For correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Mm. The word of God is very profitable. Mm. That that alone there can keep us busy for another month. Mm -hmm. That was the 17 especially. That mm. the man of God may be perfect in every good work. Mm. Second Timothy 3 16. Mm. Are you with me? Mm -hmm. All scripture is given by the life of God. Anybody have something to say about this scripture? <coughs> yeah. in the I think in, in Romans, what is Romans? It's between Revelation and Genesis, right? Yeah. In the book of Romans, chapter 15. Where is it? Yeah. Verse 4. Romans chapter? Romans chapter 15, verse 4. It says, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning, mm. that we, through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Mm. Yeah. That's what gives us the hope. Can I read it again? It's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and the comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Amen. Beautiful. That's a beautiful scripture. Mm -hmm. The Bible, Bible mm -hmm. is written for your comfort, your edification, to build your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I keep on telling you guys, devotional reading is not studying, not mm -hmm. meditation. Get into systematic studies of the Word of God. Find yourself, okay, I'll post, some, I'll, I'll post something on the group today or tomorrow about systematic studying the Word of God. How you take a book to the Bible. Take James, a very short book. 
Don't take psalms as a belief. <laughs> you can read forever. There's one psalm that is 176 yeah. verses. Mm -mm. You're going to get tired. Crazy. Take James. And look at James. What's the reason? Study. Why did James write the book? James wrote the book under the Hebrews. James wrote the book to set things straight. Hebrews <coughs> did not accept the Gentiles. And my word, that guy spoke him straight away. There was a debate between Paul and Peter and the other guys. Not Paul, but the other apostles debated the Gentiles is not in God. After James was done with them, in Acts chapter 15, Peter suddenly repents. He talks about the Gentiles have come near. <clears throat> That's how you read the Bible. Not just, oh, Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is a, a shepherd looking at how God takes care of you like a shepherd takes care of the sheep. Mm -hmm. Use an allegory there. Okay? okay. So please, man, you should, you should learn to love the word of God. Okay, guys, I'm going to close here now. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to say. I'm going to go on mm -hmm. and on and on. Because you know what? Uh, if you get tired, you're not going to listen. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to listen. I'm going to come back and say the same thing next week again to you. <laughs> Did you learn something today? Yes, yes I mean. This was not a diversion this from, from, from the firstborn son. This is God speaking to us. Mm. I'm closing this now. He that hear my word and does not do my word, him I reckon as unto a foolish man. Mm. A Jesus, Matthew chapter 7, that builds his house upon the sand. sand. We in Cape Town should understand sand better than the guys inland. We have soft sand. We have flowing sand. We have sand that when they rain comes, the sand doesn't get wet at the bottom. It gets to rain forever for the, wet, the sand to get wet here. Now if you build your house upon the sand with your, and the weeds come, and the rain come, and the storms come, guess what? The house falls flat. That's what Jesus said, not me. The house falls flat. Why? Because you did not obey the word of God. But if you obey the word of God, you hear and you do, you are recognized unto a wise man. man. See, I want to be wise. I want to be wise. How you become wise, practice the word of God. Do what God says. If you're wise, you build your house upon the rock. The rock. The rock. It's foundation. The rock basically means Christ. Mm. And when the storms come, the very same storms that comes to the foolish men, mm. the wind blows, the wind rises against the house, the waters rise against the house. What does the house do? Stand firm. Fall flat, ne? No, it stands no, firm. It stands firm. Mm. It stands firm. Why? You build upon the rock. <clears throat> this table. Will never hear the words, oh Lord, where am I going to get money from, you know, to, to buy food? Guys, I was there. I was there. And my wife said to me, why are you so troubled? Why do you worry? God has taken care of you already. And listen, and listen, one day she told me, and this, you can take this as something that happened really in her life. Mm. We, was just got, we just got married, you know, and there was nothing <coughs> on a Friday afternoon in the house, mm. you know, and, uh, uh, and there was nothing in the house. I went out looking, you know, to make ends meet, basically. And uh, 
I came back shop. Came in the house on the Friday afternoon at three o'clock, four o'clock. Came there in there, and I smelled chops. I was too scared to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I was too scared to ask where does the chops come from? Doesn't mm -hmm. mm -hmm. it? Doesn't mm -hmm. it? I looked at the table, Kentucky, <laughs> KFC. Sorry, Michael, to mention that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah. Right. And I, I, I was. I was, I was so inquisitive, what happened? And Marion said, she prayed that morning, Lord, there's nothing in the house. And this for, this is the word, and this for chops. In Kentucky. And her auntie came from Cape Town. Imagine God sent somebody from Cape Town to give you chops. <laughs> her auntie came from Cape Town and gave her chops in Kentucky. Oh. God supplies our need, mm, no matter which way. I learned something from a friend two weeks ago. He said to me, "They won't stop asking God for a car." I said to him, and I was, I was, I said to him, "You don't know what it is to walk for for fourteen kilometers, mm. one way and fourteen kilometers back." Mm. I was, mm. I was angry at that. Mm. You don't know what it is to walk. He said to me, "I want to teach you something now." Ask God these words. And I said to him, Leslie, don't teach me something <coughs> that doesn't work. He said, no, I'm not teaching you. I'm telling you what God did in my life. Mm. He, he needed something in it. And I said, he went to God. And God said to him, shh, before you say anything, listen to me. And I said, I'm listening. God said to him, ask me to speak your name to somebody mm. and mention your need. Amen. I said, what? He got my attention. Mm -hmm. he, said, he, he said to God, just mention my name to somebody out there mm. about my name. Nothing happened on Friday. The Saturday morning, half past six, in winter time. Now, half past six in winter time, it's dark. Stop, again. Yeah. He opens the door, sends a woman and a man there. Don't know them. And the woman says, can I come with this? He said, okay, it's cold, come in. But he was scared. Because that's the time he robbed people. Huh. <laughs> Made them sit down, gave them coffee, and then the lady said, I'm not here to, to talk long. But yesterday afternoon at 4 o'clock, I heard a name. Lady the Brain. And she looked around. Said, Who's speaking? There's no one in the house. And God gave her. <coughs> This guy's address. Mm. Go to him mm. and take all the money that you are gonna take. You're gonna use the money to buy a groceries for the month. Put in an envelope and give it to him. Mm. That's my son. Mm. Give it to my son. The woman said, "Okay." Went to the bank, put the money, put in an envelope, waited for the morning to come because he didn't want to drive at night. Early in the morning, from Atlantis to Elsie, she drove. To give it to Lazy the Brain. He said to me, Few. He always called me, he said to me, Few. God's got your number. Mm. God's got your car in an envelope. Mm. I told him, I said, Yeah, that's how I'm a clean car to get out. Just add water. But you know, God has, God has your name yeah. given to somebody. Yeah. Okay? Listen to what God says to you. Mm. 
on behalf of others. Are you okay this morning? Yes. Thank you, Okay, I'm all <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You see, um, in times like in times that I uh, something in Ecclesiastes chapter three, right? It says, "In everything there is a season, season. and a time for every purpose." Mm -hmm. And not too long ago, a few couple of years ago, I I was focusing on that, I was meditating on that, and I found out that every day of my life is a season. Mm. So in life we go through seasons. Mm. And I want to study season. Seasons have expiry dates. Mm. <coughs> yeah. Seasons are not permanent. They come and they go. Yeah. So when I'm going through a situation in this time, anytime, I know that it's a season. And it gives me the courage and the hope to go through it. You know, because it's a season, it has a, it will expire. And that really helps me. So I just want to share that. Maybe you can look at it as a season, whatever you go through. your boss. It's definitely here to yeah. stay. Mm. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to do this now as a symbolic gesture, a mm. funny gesture, to open my eyes. Say after me, God, God, God. and the oil comes onto my eyes. And the oil, oil comes, comes onto my eyes. Spiritually, spiritually, open my eyes. Open my eyes. For the love for the word of God. For the love for the word of God. To study, to study, to meditate, meditate. Ponder, ponder, even investigate, even investigate your word, your, your word. Teach me, teach me to love thy word, to, to love, love thy word. word. Amen. Amen. Amen.